Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. We're off. Morning, listeners. Now, we are about to do the kind of uh, North London from Paul's House, Parkland Walk, Highgate Woods, all these places. You know we've been before, but soon we'll be out of London for a few weeks, and it's a nice... What's the weather like? Everyone's different. Well, it's a glorious summer's day in... July 2016, which means it's a bit blustering, quite cold. Yes, and they're kind of raining. Amazing it summer weather. Like, I do feel like I was just standing outside your house on my own. Maybe I was just a bit maudlin due to, you know, biology. Yeah. But um, I was just thinking that we talked about the beautiful green, verdant summer. Feels like it's already going. Feels like something's ending already. Yeah, you must. You know, it's the end of school term. All the sports has finished. Yeah, but that's the what, Leaving what Europe. What we're talking about there is older every minute of every day. It's the start of the summer holidays, isn't it? I mean, that's what you're talking about. Summer hasn't actually started yet. Yeah, that's what they say. We've had the longest stay, haven't we? Yeah. We had the solstice where it rained all day. (laughs) That was perfect, wasn't it? That was biblical rain. This feels today like a bit of a a bit of an old school hungover classic. Are you are you uh, full of booze? (laughs) That's Uh, terrible (laughs) pictures. (laughs) I'm fairly full, yeah. It yeah. reminds me of when we used to meet this time last year and you were training hard for probably Berlin. I was fit as a butcher's dog. Really fit. <laughs> and I'd just drink loads on a Sunday and then just kind of meet you feeling sick and we'd run around the woods. It feels tell, like that. Tell, tell me your weekend in, in, in events and, and alcohol. What, what, what have you done? Well, we had that Saturday night... 50th birthday party. Oh, yes, the one you were That's telling me about. Yeah, but you left at, you know, just one, two, three in the morning early. Well, to be honest, we well, left really a lot earlier. Really? Because uh, you had a row with someone. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was quite a nice party, actually. There was lots of big lunching for a while. It's one of those where they had a... They had a singer and people made speeches and kids read poems. Oh, nice. It was her 50th birthday. It was lovely. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't know. I don't know anyone that old. I know. Well, I'm, I'm cresting the wave of 50 at the moment. But look at you. 
Oh, yeah. You're so, so fit. It doesn't count for you. You avoid time. Oh, I'm fine, mate. <laughs> and, um, and it was great, but they were hedonistic, so I left. Oh, the sun is almost coming out for a second. That's all right, isn't it? The sun's starting That's to the sun on the old railway bit of me. On the park and walk platform. There we go. So just as they started to crest the hedonistic wave, just yeah. as they started to go into the real meat and two veg of the evening about mid about midnight. Yeah. You I just left. Yeah, good. And my mate my mate Julie. She stayed till eight in the morning. Julie, uh, who who listens to an open account ten ten K. Yeah, she's sort Brilliant. of like the sort of non running runner. Uh, and and how late did she stay again? Well, well, she she goes she stayed till eight in the morning. Brilliant. So that's good fun, isn't it? I like the way we went after the bridge <laughs> then on morning. Yeah, it was like you were the voice of doom. She stayed till eight in the morning. Morning. I envy that energy. That's probably how it felt to her. I haven't got the energy for that now. No, God no. I mean to do that. But I went out yesterday morning about um, I don't know seven in the morning or something, and I saw kids You're going home, but they were. They were, they were a good generation. Yes, yes. yes. They weren't cresting 50. No. You might have seen Julie, actually. Yeah, no, I think I would have noticed. <laughs> I think Rob. I would have clocked that. <laughs> Running commentary. Yeah. So that was that. And then yesterday was just another really nice Sunday afternoon birthday meal booze in South London. And then I just bought a really nice bottle of red and... Just quaffed it watching Wimbledon and football. Brilliant. Rowing with people on Twitter about football. Great. Which nothing makes me happier than doing that. Well, this going out maybe a week or two after the Euros and me not being a, a particularly a football man, sum it up for us. Well, what went down? Well, the favourites lost on the home ground. France. France. Yeah. Beaten by the ugly... Dower underdogs Portugal. <laughs> Ronaldo hobbled off after 25 minutes. And Portugal are kind of scraped through to that They've point. They've scraped through to that point. Yeah. Not doing particularly well. Yeah. Great team, really gnarly. So, of course, I was supporting Portugal because I love all that. Yeah. And uh, I love a gnarly, ugly victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really like You it. like to see people win when they're losing. Yeah. I just like to see... I like I like teams that win that no one wants them to win because yeah. they don't even play attractive football. <laughs> I can't, just what does this say about you? I don't, how does this appeal? It just appeals to, to you. <laughs> but by the same token, yeah, I will defend Ronaldo. Right. I think part of it, people always want to have a go at Ronaldo for being so cocky and preening. You're right. But I just, I've always liked. I've just always loved him. It's kind of the same thing, isn't that? It? I suppose it does. These people just aren't particularly keen to be liked. Yeah. But he's a child, man, Ronaldo. Get in touch on Twitter or Facebook and see if you can make any, draw any psychological <laughs> lessons from Paul's love for these. So I was just uncompromising characters. So I was just uh, baiting people furiously. Excellent. Uh, on uh, Twitter and then went to bed. You're a welcome, master. You were, you're, okay. fu- you're furiously a master at baiting. <laughs> what, a, what a fun waste of time. <laughs> But wasn't it great to see Murray win? Because you oh, saw the tennis. That was brilliant. Well. The other thing is, we pulled off. I had a, uh, talking of <laughs> the wordplay I just did. Um, we, we pulled off a likely lad scenario where I taped the tennis Oops. final live. Right. And then avoided the result for That's several good. hours. That's a good because result. Because 
when they were playing, I was in the park dressed as Superman. Of course, fathers for justice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I deserve a right to see those kids, even though oh, we're still together and everything's going fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fathers for truth, justice, <laughs> yeah. and the American way. I am. Um, this is my daughter's birthday party. But I had a feeling it was all calm and clear in place because we were worried about this birthday party. Yeah. And then uh, it was really good. And the sun came out. So I thought everything's looking good this afternoon. And sure enough, you know, exactly the same sun came out over London for Wimbledon. And I thought almost the opposite of what you said. Although Andy Murray's got an element of that. He's not, you know, he doesn't go out to look nice or, no. or be... Uh, charismatic guy he's just excellent at tennis but that and, but that's where that's what I like yeah I just like people who are really good at what they do yeah absolutely so I'm not really bothered about whether they're cocky or surly or anyone who devotes themselves to being great at something yeah yeah I find interesting and Murray's really great he's brilliant I mean it was a slightly looking back and was having a great time a couple of gin and tonics for including the uh, the uh, you know confessional right I want to say couple <laughs> Loads of gin and tonics. Was that what in your Superman outfit? Yeah, crushing kids' dreams. At Superman's first. drinking gin. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was great being Superman in the park because people kept saying, "Oh, hi, Superman!" Kids saying, "Can you fly?" <laughs> and grown-ups giving me the, some of them just unable to handle it. You know, give me that look, <laughs> thinking to themselves, "He must be embarrassed." <laughs> in a way that was much harder for them than it was for me. Yeah. But loads of nice interaction. Strangers give me high fives. I met little Spider-Man, and one guy said, look, kids, it's Superman. And I gave him a kind of stagey salute. It's a great and he said to his do. kids, don't they look old? <laughs> <laughs> but it's sadly, Superman. <laughs> I definitely looked like, do you remember the repeats of the kind of 50s Superman that used to show on British telly when we were little? Yeah. I think George Reeves style. <laughs> Always looked like he was holding his tummy in. But it's great that you that you do that for your kids. Oh yeah, I think it's fun. They must we love, love you. a good. They party. must think you're just the best dad in the world. To do I think it's fundamental. I think they get it that it's good, you know, because they get to obviously the middle class North London kids. They get to go to a lot of, you know, after Frozen, she went to loads of uh, ice skating parties. Yeah, there's all kinds of you know sort of generic parties. What when I was young would have been a McDonald's party. Right, and we being who we are. Um, <laughs> another interesting thing, <laughs> being who we are. You know, my I, I'm a show-off and a comedian. My wife's a, uh, among her other skills, she's a workshop divisor and presenter. You know, so if they say we want this kind of party... You can do that. We'll have some fun making it up. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what we do as a family. That's and great. And I think it's the deeper healthiness for the kids is that they get that that's better. You know, because so to make it themselves because it's so bespoke. It's yeah. exactly what yeah. they want and nothing else. Yeah. And, it, and now we've been doing that for a few years. I mean, the kids themselves are saying after, saying the great thing is that it's not too. That's all organic. You know, that if during that do, then you can say, yeah, I've fancied in something else now. You know, there's it's got more elasticity to yes. it. Yes, yeah, spontaneity. And I'm saying how that if you put all your hopes on something completely formalised and set, yeah, then. You can turn around and go, that's when the kid's going to turn around and start crying. Yeah. It's all too much, you know? Yeah, when you, when you book entertainment in, or, you know, you're kind of setting yourself up for disappointment in a way. Yeah, yeah, you? it's just too rigid. Yeah. It's a bit like the difference between just going out and running 20 miles and 
going out on a specific day with a specific time in mind trying to run a marathon. Yeah. A lot of times it's going to work a treat. Yeah. But sometimes, excuse you. <laughs> that was the <laughs> Kingsville lorry. Pointless beeping. When hunger calls. Pointless beeping there. It's a little bit of anger among these lorries on the... We just come off the parkland walk. When hunger calls. When hunger gets angry. Yeah. Feep! Can't move! And of course, yeah, I mean, we love marathons and formal races and stuff. But that rigidity is, is a danger. That's why sometimes you're just going to bump up against it and have a nightmare. Yeah. Anyway, so... Superman outfit, gin in the afternoon. Well, Back yeah, and tennis. then watching Murray. Everyone happy. Well, in the evening. I hope there's no pot spoilers, because as I say, time will have passed before you hear this. Yeah. And uh, it was perfect, really. It was kind of cheating, because it looked like such an exciting match, and they were both playing so well. But on the other hand, the result was never in doubt. Straight sets, So yeah. there was no, no kind of tension, but there was loads of excitement. Well, I, well, I think what's uh, great... I mean, I saw the highlights, and I've loved... Murray followed him for years. He's oh, like, great. We saw him enter the pantheon of great, truly great players. I've been to the pantheon. That's a great night. Entered the pantheon. Well, he, he totally dominated a Grand Slam final, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely. And he had more to his game and more variety and right. skill and options. But they were both playing upper gear all the time. Yeah. I, I, we were daydreaming about um, people who went out in the first week watching the final yesterday and going, oh, yeah, I see. That's what you <laughs> That's, that's the level you've got to take it yeah. to. You know, those yeah. are the shots you've got to return. That's, yeah. the, that's the kind of chess game you've got to play. He was returning. I, 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 don't, I really don't watch any sport. I get it. I really respect it. I mean, I think I'm in a little bit of a strange middle limbo because very big into sport as a family. You know, my dad and my brother. Yeah. And in a way, I kind of let them take the weight. Right. And, uh, and then my mum got more into football as she's got older because she was watching it with my dad and kind of helping him watch it in the end. And, uh, but so I totally respect all that. And cricket, I was, you know, I know how exciting it is when people diss it. And I've been drawn into odd moments in cricket. But as a grown-up, the only sport I sit down and watch, like so many terrible sort of champagne sports fans, is Wimbledon. Right. But I love it. Wimbledon is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. Yeah. And it's nice to see him. The first one was so tense. Yeah. Waiting for him to win the first Wimbledon. I thought Bath is close. This is close, but I know the way. Don't, don't no. worry. But it's quite a... No, uh, don't get us lost again. It's quite it's not, shocking. It's not going to be like Yorkshire again, is it? No. I can't bear it. This is fine. Tell me I know, to cheers, watch mate. out for this mini. We run down. We end up running down by the side of the allotments of which Great. I'm on the list to join. You, yeah, yeah. Not much has changed there, I don't think. No. They got in touch and said, you're, no. you're a lot. You are now fourth in line for an allotment. Well, the, Bruno, <laughs> the allotment you're waiting for. Bruno is dizzy with that. power, the bloke who runs the allotment right. process. And he's just hanging on. Yeah. Despite the allotment membership pleading for him to go. Ring any bells? No, I um, can't see any. <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile, the people on the allotment are perfectly happy for him to stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that. Yeah, right. Um, so we're waiting... Bruno it's basically. Louis, it's Lu- it's Lu- <laughs> Louis Walsh you're comparing him with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Bruno, oh, actually sorry. I was on the There's thing. a guy, Hannah, keeps stopping me. This guy has just cut this grass. What about this, Rob? Oh, look at that. It's a fallen rose. A man's doing the gardening. And look at the smell of it. We can take it. All right, yeah, that's very kind of you. Good on you. Thank you. Can I take your picture? 
Very friendly gardener. Good man. Cheers, we'll <laughs> take Cameron. But now I'm, now I'm just a bloke yeah, running exactly. with the ropes. It's, it's good of you to take it to pull off. That's very graceful. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you can take it. I don't want it. <laughs> what are we going to do with a bloody road? Um, so, yeah, that was yesterday. And uh, long day yesterday. I did. Because like, while you were out partying with your uh, aging friends, yeah. I was. Uh, and, and hello to any of them who are listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, I went out and did a couple of gigs. It's really nice, really nice to be in uh, London on a Saturday night doing comedy. It's good atmosphere in London at the weekend. Uh, everyone felt kind of, maybe it's sport, maybe it's the weather, maybe it's the fact that life goes uh, on. Uh, life goes on, you know, yeah. whether you, however you feel about what's been going on in the world. And it's really some really awful things. The day-to-day things just There's tick over. going on that's okay. And yeah. you do feel that in the barometer of comedy, don't you, when the world is in a good mood. And so... Um, London was in a surprisingly good mood on Saturday night, and I rushed around a bit, got up in the morning, talked about the newspapers on the radio. Again, a surprisingly positive experience. Came back, sorted this party out, just as Superman, jerk a load of gin, you had a busy watched day, the tennis, and now I'm broken. You had a, <laughs> I'm broken. You had a busy day. Did you do any running over the weekend? I... Because we ran quite a long way on Fridays. Yes, I did some running over the weekend. I did the park run on Saturday morning. Highbury Field. Yeah. See, I was going to do it, and I woke up, and my legs are hurting. That's fair. Enough. I think the distinction, though, to be fair, is I think that I'm cycling two-hour run on Friday. And then you cycle back. Yeah, and I was pretty fit for it, so it was great, but just losing lots of, using lots of muscles that I don't normally use. And so the next day, I was like, oh, If you're hurting, then just don't do it. Yeah. Just let your body recover, isn't no, it? No, I did feel a bit overtraining on Saturday. I just felt just tired in a slightly weird way. Yeah. Tired and really hungry. You've got to listen to that. You've got to listen to that. And your body said, don't do the part run. Yeah. So I did the part run. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, smashed my PB. What's your PB now? Massacred it. What'd you get? Well, my PB, I arrived. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a, uh, uh, it's a bush on this route. When I arrived, my PB was 19.23. Right. And, then and, you, and you really cranked that down to... And I absolutely smashed it, it out of the park to 1922. Yes! <laughs> Annihilation! And now you the can be. BB's on the, on the that's floor. That's how you the 1922 <laughs> committee, isn't it? Yeah. So great. So now you can be one of the six people who decides who wants to lead some. Which. Uh, uh, and not the next leader of the Tory party, the next Prime, Prime Minister, Minister is, uh, is uh, May or Ledson. But I was quite surprised. To get anywhere near it, because I was knackered, because I'd done a fair bit of running in the week. Yeah, well, you know they've remeasured it, and it's too short. That's hey, it's way shorter, yeah. <laughs> it's actually only four kilometres. <laughs> I felt bad, because um, <laughs> I was on the radio with Tim Arthur, and he was saying, I got into running recently. I've been running around where I live and doing three, four runs a week. Oh, that's and, good. Uh, you know, and I said, great, that's excellent. And, uh, you know, I said, you were feeling spring. I said, oh, that's good. And he said, I'll go out running with my dog. And I said, uh, oh, there was a dog pacer last time we did a park run. The guy, a 19-minute pacer, was uh, running with his dog. And he said, oh, yeah. I said, yeah, yeah. So he's running uh, 5K in 19 minutes. And Tim was like, hey, 5K in 19 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> You're running for me. What kind of, what kind of dog is this? That's craziness. Yeah. So, yeah, I completely. He was really reporting to me on how lovely running. And, as you know, we approve of all running and all of course, speeds. Really. And yet. Here we go. Damn this, it. Oh, here we go. Oh, this is a bit I've of been here one. in the opposite direction. It's good to be back. I was going to say I've never been here, but that's not true. 
so into this is the back uh, of the allotments, right? And this is these are the allotments there, the promised land. Oh, look at that! Isn't that beautiful? Isn't amazing. That? Shepherd's Hill allotments. That's the prime allotment real estate. Yeah, one day it will all be yours. Waiting list on there for two years. Well, you're not really allowed to get on it until you're actually 50, are you? That's the law. Or is it 60? I must say I'm finding it increasingly hard to pull off this running running with the rose thing. Get rid of it. There's some compost there. Put it there and it will go to a good... Uh, it feels, like, it feels like it could be some kind of charity. I better get a picture of you with it before this is over. Look at this. <laughs> okay, so are you on Tinder? Because I think this picture would work well. Swipe left. <laughs> All right. Is it right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. In extreme situations, I think you're supposed to just put your phone in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh, I don't know. I'm far too. Um, you know, I've been in a relationship since before the internet, so this, this kind of stuff means nothing oh, to me. When you actually, actually have to approach women, I used to have an app called uh, Minder. Is that M I N D R? Right. Which will give you the right people at the right time, but the wrong location. Right. <laughs> That's a minder joke for some of our older listeners. <laughs> oh, suddenly two dogs. Oh, nice wow. to see different. There's a track here. There's an old track in a f- field by the back of the lake. Okay, well, and loads of dogs. We're going to have to have a race. Right, we'll get to the start line of this track, and we're going to race 100 metres. We're going to do 100. I mean, with your 1923, it's not going to be... Oh. It's not. There's no complication about who's going to win. This is the track, and uh, the race, let's get to the start line. Ready, steady, go! Obviously, it's going to be quite hard to... <laughs> it's actually my daughter's sports day today. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not going to the dad's race. I'd be embarrassing to... Being a dad's race today. <laughs> Good. That was a sprint. That wasn't bad at all. On grass. I tried to get a picture of you, but I would have lost no, too much time. The winner, he had about 10 feet on me. Good race. There's loads Hard of work. dogs here. Loads of dogs. Are we going this way? Are we going in the We're going this way. So, that was good. Nice sprint. Yeah, it's the dad's it's race today. Sprint. Is it really? Morning Mopa at school. I'm not going. You're not going? No, there's no way I would want to go to some park in North London and race 100 metres against somebody who's definitely going to beat me. And just in... Oh, wait a minute. Turn up in your Damn it. I did it. It's this way, mate. Here we go. Oh, up, up. Here we go. That's nice out there. Okay, we're coming out through a little gate. We're actually running to a few different places today. Oh, here's the route. So, years ago, tying together the whole 100 metre track in the park. Yeah. Dogs wandering around, staying out till dawn. Years ago, I went to a really debauched party oh, that yes. would become known as Luke Park. Okay. Yeah. So it was at Luke's house. Yeah. In the era of Jurassic Park. Right. Okay. And we spent a lot of time in the garden. Anyway, we went to this party and it finished in the early hours and we went to the park and there was a mist in the park so we went for a kind of spacey race we nice just started idea. on the start line of the 100 metres but you couldn't see the finish nice. you didn't have to go fast or slow you didn't have to stick to lanes you just went wandering off being all kind of free Wimpy. and hippie yeah. feeling great and then and it was early it was probably about five in the morning in the summer's morning right and we were having such a lovely stupid hippie time and suddenly this big black dog 
This came out of the mist And it was a really scary The horror Slightly borderline school government And the whole experience flipped entirely on its head Went horror Yeah And then I was going home And there was a couple of guys walking along There was a little cat next to them Yeah And me and mate said, oh that's nice And the cat went, meow And the two guys said Careful, because it will follow you home. Right. And uh, <laughs> it did. It followed me back to my house. And then as I lay in my bed trying to get to sleep, it sat outside in the street going, Meow! Meow! That's what you want. Yeah, that's ideal. It's a good party. One of my mates was uh, way back from a party in Manchester once. And they'd done LSD. Which I'm by no means advocating. No. But they did, they'd done it. And I don't know whether they were sort of vibrating on a sort of different level. Yeah. Or whatever. But they began to be followed by dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just attracted a pack of dogs just following them yeah, everywhere yeah, they yeah. went. Which, of course, only added to their Is it hysteria. just crazy things happen to people in these situations? Here, these stories are probably apocryphal, but I don't think they're all apocryphal. There's the story about the guys who were out of it on psychedelic drugs. Yeah. And they, the police were there. They got all paranoid about the police. And they were by this shop late at night, and there's a lorry parked next to it. And they went in the back of the lorry to hide. And then before they, they're freaking out, sitting there all huddled up. Yeah. Having their high. Flip scared, but yeah. yeah, yeah. But Suddenly massively freaked out. Yeah. Anyway, the lorry drove away. <laughs> sitting in the back of it in the dark and they suddenly realised they were in there surrounded by Daleks <laughs> <laughs> and the, the big twist is that they were it was a Doctor Who lorry <laughs> <laughs> that's going to yeah. send you spinning off isn't it yeah and then there you was a forget that one who apparently at a house party picked up the phone and said something offhand and jokey about being we need help we've been taken hostage but like just to the apparently to the dialing tone <laughs> and then the, you know thought no more of it and again loads of people were kind of partying off their heads and, uh, and then the police arrived a SWAT team you know with the tabards and everything the, very easy to uh, for a party to turn on its head, yeah. I suppose is what we're saying. Downer! Yeah, we should probably get Julie on to see if anything like that happened at the weekend. This is nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's good actually, because of that little uh, closed alley. We're coming to... We've run a bit more, we're doing a slightly different In a different direction. Yeah. Plus, it hasn't really started raining. It's actually gorgeous conditions yeah. for sport. Because my son at this fancy just party yesterday afternoon... He got a bit too much sun. He got burnt up, did he? He had a little bit of red in his cheeks and he had a headache and had to have a lie down and stuff. Poor little lad. He was dressed as Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> so was it, was it a fancy dress to like yesterday? No. Right. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, he, yes, it was. Just yeah. right it was fancy dress surprise. So he had to choose your fancy dress, come as it, and not tell anyone. And uh, yeah, there were some good costumes there. I like a bit of fancy dress. I didn't think I did. I like her. I tried. I looked a little while ago into getting a proper NASA standard spacesuit. 
and uh, or at least one that looks like one. Yeah. And then come on stage at my gigs, do ten minutes of comedy, get a bit hot, kind of slip the helmet off, and gradually take off the whole right. spacesuit, revealing normal clothes underneath. And then just when I'm adding the last kind of boot to the pile, just say, I should probably do a joke about that. <laughs> <laughs> but they cost 700 pounds. Yeah. Quite involved. Yeah. Worth a try, certainly. Yeah. Well, if you come and see me like. in December, I always come on as Father Christmas. You ever seen me do that? I haven't seen that one, no. Or just at club gigs, you come on as Father Christmas. Yeah. Do the first few minutes of my set as Father Christmas. Tell me what, mate. Because that's who I am. This bloody... Can we say that this year's going really fast yet? Yeah. Are we allowed to say that? That's what I say. It feels like it's going incredibly fast. It's like autumn. And yet so much has happened. Yeah, I mean, it's been a full year. But when events happen, time flashes past even more, doesn't it? Seems to. Time stands still. I mean, uh... I mean, Rara, this uh, had a classic husband-wife argument yesterday. <laughs> I felt Rara coming. It was classic. Great. Excellent. Well, well, it was just, it was just. Sorry, can I just say, just come into Highgate Woods. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's really nice. Sorry, classic. I Rara. feel like we're running quite slowly today, but I'm, I'm quite happy with it. it. Yeah. So it kind of, I do feel slightly sick. I'm okay. <laughs> I just feel a little bit sick. Remember that you did just run 100 metres as fast as you could. Yeah. And also I'm coming off the back of smashing my parkrun PB yeah, by a second. Yeah, joining the 1922 yeah. committee. And so we, we, we went to this uh, mate's birthday meal in South London. We live in North London. Yeah. Haven't seen him for a long time, these people. Well, I'd never go south of the river that time of night. I know what you're saying, mate. It's always a risk. Yeah. Always makes you a bit nervous going to South London anyway. Yeah, oh, yeah. Toby Jones. Well, look what happened to uh, <laughs> Christopher Marlowe. Went for a drink in Deptford. Yeah. Got stabbed in the eye. It can happen. I mean, it, that's a while ago. Yeah, it can happen at any, any point. This was in East Dulwich. Right. And it was uh, my good mate Rupert Jones, who's brother to Toby Jones, who's in Dad's Army. You know, the. Yeah, yeah, the brilliant actor. Brilliant actor, long time mate. Good for always a laugh to see you. Yes. There with all the families. Good Dobby for off of the Harry Potter. Dobby films. off the Harry Potter. Really talented. I was in a. I first, sorry, I first became of him, aware of him when he was in the play. What the play? What I wrote. Play what I wrote. Yeah. And he was fantastic. That launched. That totally launched. Him. Yeah, yeah. We were in a comedy trio together at Manchester University. Nice. Me, him, and another yeah. lad who's a good mate. He decided to leave that to go to Lecoq to train in physical comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's what see how that works out, mate. What does he... Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. luck with it. Yeah. yeah. Good luck, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Time will tell, mate. Time will... Yeah. Well done. Congratulations. <laughs> so he's done really well. Time and he's great. Fun. And he's yeah. humble. And he's good fun. Yeah. So I wanted to see him. We'd arranged to meet at one o'clock. Who was the third person in your sketch group, by the way? A fellow called Jim Pavitt, who's just a good mate. He now teaches English as a foreign language. Nice. And a uh, wonderful guy. And, and um, so I said to my wife, we're going to have to set off at least quarter past 12 to get there. So obviously we didn't. No. We set off at about... 25 to 1. And were you kind of hanging around the front door at the bottom of the stairs trying not to put the pressure on? No, I was hanging I was hanging around right behind her putting the pressure on. Oh, I see. So she administered a makeup saying, can we not do that in the car? Yeah. I'm really in it. Just went and went. Yeah, yeah. Classic row. The tension built, yeah. 
and then oh. someone, this is good. I'm going to kick it back. Look at this. Don't pull a muscle. Can't get that. Don't pull a muscle. He's going to pull. Kicks it. Hey! Hey! Oh, now you're sent him spinning off in the opposite direction. Yeah, he didn't like that. It was a bit scary for everyone. So it took ages to drive from north to south London anyway. Yeah. And by the time we get there, we're about 25 minutes later. Do a voice again. <laughs> and uh, Doesn't matter. No one will care. So we, so we have a big row Yeah, on the way there because... She, this, this always happens. It yeah, always yeah. plays out. I don't know whether I'm just... I just like being on time. To be fair, I think this is a... You know, it's I'm pretty sure classic. I've seen this episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, it's, it's a classic round between couples, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I said to, I said to her on the way... Because then, of course, we get there a bit late and she insists on getting a gift for them before we go in. So we have to stop off an off-licence and get a bottle of something. Yeah. Which, again, makes us even more late. Yeah, but you've got to take a gift. I know. Yeah. But by this time, I'm saying... Next time we go to another event like this, let's just travel separately. Yeah. Because you obviously don't want to be on time, and I do. <laughs> so wouldn't it make more sense? Oh, don't be stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get there, no one cares. Yeah. No one Damn cares. It. So you purely were in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Purely, purely no, no, no one cared at all. Everyone was a bit late. Yeah, yeah. We were a bit late then, was, but everyone was a bit late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Classic. Well, Classic. good on you for... For uh, you know, classic, and it's funny that you put forward that let's travel separately, but it was a serious suggestion. You weren't even trying to be mean at the time, no, it just makes perfect out of sense. context. It does sound because you harsh. obviously don't want to be there just, on time, you know, it's basically, and I do, it's just a, a, a journey length divorce. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. it's just like, we obviously have different needs from this occasion. You don't, you're not that bothered about being there on time. So when you got there, Toby had gone. No, it was fine. It became just a big joke about me worrying about being late. Yeah, brilliant one like that years ago. And I think this is slightly different because I think that it was more that it was early on in me and Judith's relationship and I didn't know how to read her signals as well as I would now because we were out out in this cool bar near the BBC on Upper Regent Street. Right. And we were due in South London. See, that's where the trouble always starts. We were due there for dinner. So we bumped into this old university friend of Julius in the pub. So they started chatting and really catching up. And uh, I just thought, well, this is great, you know. We just have to be a bit late to Matt Nemo's for dinner. And, uh, and, you know, and I bought them a couple of drinks and stuff. Let the conversation flow. I started to get a bit edgy. I said, oh, we should go. So then we left. And... uh, She's like, what time is it? I said, oh, it's okay. I think we're going to be about an hour late. But I texted them. She's like, what? And uh, Ooh. she said, I, I didn't even like her. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> oh, okay. Wait. He's Wait. up. <laughs> it was my uh, fictional voice that set that dog off, wasn't it? Let's walk. Yeah. Be calm. Calm. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks, Harley. Come on, let's go. Yeah, we should go. Yeah, I'm not doing voice any kind of. Uh, <laughs> not you as well. Slightly just mad when they don't just get hold of the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've got a dog jumping up and down in front of you, her saying Harley obviously doesn't. That's right. At least she didn't say he's. He's okay. Yeah, can you? It's okay. Can you stop naming motorbikes and yeah, yeah. drag him off my leg? Can you just <laughs> restrain your dog? I had one of those the, uh, the other week I was running. This dog jumped out in front of me. And uh, 
And she went, come on, oh, you know, whatever the dog was called. Let's call yeah. it Harley, because it's the name of my... Come call on, it, Harley, call come it on. a Norton. Come on. Call it Kawasaki. Yeah. Come on. Danger. Come on, danger. <laughs> and then I ran on, and then it did it again, just yeah. jumped right yeah. in front of me. No, and I, I was a different dog. That was Ducati. And I looked at the owner. Yeah. And she hadn't said sorry at this point. She said, oh, there's no need to be so aggressive. <laughs> so I haven't I even said anything. So I'm not being aggressive. I just want to go for a run without being jumped at. <laughs> Surely it's polite to say sorry if the yeah, dog's yeah. jumped up at you twice. It's funny when people are defensive, though, isn't it? Just immediately jump into position. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know what it's like to... I can't take my dogs to walk because they just attack everything. Great. I know what it's like to have uncontrollable dogs. <laughs> and your dogs are like little rats, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Terrifying for most people. Just particularly smaller people. Sniffling little rats. <laughs> Uncontrollable. But it does... You don't want a dog jumping all over you. That's a bit like my old joke about the theme from the Wombles. Underground, overground, wandering free. Rats! <laughs> Making good use of the things that we find. So tell me, sorry, tell me things about Things that the everyday folks leave behind. Huge rats! Rats! <laughs> <laughs> 
extricate yourself sometimes from conversations, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at this party at the weekend, and you're chatting to people. You're in a situation where you're seeing people you haven't seen in ages. Yeah. But there's quite a few of them. Yeah, yeah. So you need to kind of so tie one off. You need some kind of you know, speed date. You've had, you, you've, scenario, had you, yeah. you've had your 15 minutes. Yeah, 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 that's right. But I'm, I'm rubbish. Like, I always get locked in to about 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So that means you're going to only have maybe three a party. I think the, over, the overarching message is you should probably worry less about time. <laughs> <laughs> time yeah. It doesn't really exist, you know. Of course not. I mean, one man's 1922 is another man's 1923. And another man's 1946. Damn it! I, um, is that your best 46? Yeah, yeah. Uh, fit this year, 57. <laughs> well, no, you've Tim, got to go all time. Tim Arthurs. It's about you've 20 minutes for 5K. You've got to 20, go all time. 5K? <laughs> 20 minutes? You've ruined running for me. So, um, talking of rang with strange... Actually, do you want to hear my rang with strangers story or my vermin infestation story? Well, both sound good, but uh, let's get, should we keep it on theme? Should we keep it round with strangers? Yeah, yeah. Well, I did do a thing about rats. That's where the vermin came from. Right. Anyway. Um, we'll probably have time for both, the way yeah, we're running. Yeah, we're going. Yeah. We're basically crawling <laughs> at this stage. I'm sweating gin. Yeah. What was the wine you had? It was a gorgeous Chilean. It was a 15%er. It was a proper deep complex. It was, it was kind of wine where the, when the bloke sold it, you said... Come back to me and tell me how you found it. Yeah, right. And is it was it quite dark, quite berryish? Dark, yeah. berry, lingering. Did you, did you get any kind of aged leather off it? A bit of aged leather, but that's because yeah. I got my wife to slap me around the face with a slipper when I drank it. <laughs> Just something we do while we're well, we the Well, we all tennis. love the Beano. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, right, I was in the street outside my house. You've seen photos of it, listeners. As you've every right to it's be. It's a short... Um, uh, uh, it's a no-through road. Yeah, it goes about 200 yards. It's only about a car wide. And I was outside it, across the road, in socks, to stand on the pavement on the other side to look at the road to see if my son, who is young and was riding a scooter and coming from home from school and generally only just leaving the house and crossing roads on his own and stuff, right, was coming. On the way back across the road, there's a scooter coming, and it drove like. Scooters do, you know, just okay. like, <laughs> the bloke's kind of expressing something from behind his L plate. Quite quickly down Yeah, the he road. was coming up at the road at bike. I mean, probably, I, I want to exaggerate and say 45, 50, but I'd say he was definitely doing 40, which well, in context... To was be fair, even 20 down there is too exactly, much. Exactly, that, that would just, be... A, it's not a road to drive quickly down, because there's no point, because you're going, it, it right. finishes virtually immediately. Exactly. So. Popping out of Highgate Woods... Crossing the road, stopping, making sure we don't get run over by really this important. bus and this van. Um, it goes, look at that. It's a big one. I was, uh, I keep taking selfies when I'm trying to, here we are, trying to get me in the bus. Morning, magpie. So, across the road, I couldn't see my son, which is thankful. Across right. the road, the scooter comes at me. I signaled at him. I gave the guy a look. What was your, my what, eyebrows. What was, your, what was your signal? I phoned my... Uh, and I did a... Whoa. Uh, wow, easy guy. Whoa. Flat hand with the right Come hand. On, and he remonstrated with me. And I was like, wait a minute. It's a bit like your dog person saying no need to be aggressive. Wait he was like, a minute. I don't quite see that you remonstrating with me is reasonable behaviour. So, but I said it a lot louder than that. Were you in your Superman outfit? No, I wasn't yet. Okay. I wish I yeah. had been. Would have been good if you'd run in I to did, put it I on. I did, did wear it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I popped into I'll the phone box. You stay there. Give I'll me a back. second. I've got to go around the two-fold <laughs> door. 
So, and he said, oh, why, why, why are you waving at me? I said, because you're going too fast. And he said, oh, it's, you know, I can, I, what, why does it matter to you? I said, I said he said, you're just, you're just down outside your house. He said, I said, well, you're coming down the road at 40 miles an hour. He said, there's no one here. And I said, I think I should quote this with the full energy I used. <laughs> I'm here! <laughs> and then he's like, he's just really having a go. And I was going, mate, listen to yourself. Think about it. You know, basically, it just goes to show how rouser are a waste of time. Because he didn't have anything, you know. He was just yeah, angry with me. He just wanted to have a I, I was crossing the road. You were going too fast. You shouted at me. You know, I waved my hand at him. But he's the one who started sort of name-calling and shouting. And, uh, Did he honestly call you a name? I have to say that the moral high ground is a lonely place. Yeah, that's right. Did he call you a name? Yeah. Did he really? Oh, yeah. Did you call him a name? He went all quiet, though. Right. My little thing I hold in my uh, heart is a complete fiction where a couple of hours later, once he's calmed down, he thought to He'll himself, realise, yeah. I suppose I was in the wrong there. <laughs> you know... Maybe. But actually, he probably lives a hundred yards from me, and I'll get home late today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to smash my front windows in. He's probably... What's happening here? This is a little... I've seen this before. Is I've it art? quite understood it. It's I some kind it of kid's is. project. Yeah. Please do not touch. It's pretty good. Project with a local primary school. That's good. That's good. It looks good. Yeah. But it's a bit scary. I mean, we've got a... It looks a bit kind of horror, doesn't it? Yeah. Right near... where It's, it's quite Blair Witch. Yeah. It's all ropes and little bits of... Uh, Mikey! Uh, sort of police sort tape. Of plastic bags. <laughs> I get a picture of myself Just in a woolly hat and a tent. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bit of a plot spoiler. Stay there. There you go. That is terrifying, isn't it? Please do not touch. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm back in the tent in my woolly hat. <laughs> Josh! Josh! <laughs> when I saw Blowitch... I found it quite odd walking home afterwards. Yes, sir. I think that I found thing it a very was, scary movie. It really worked, but the trouble was that you needed to not know. Yeah, because it was because it wasn't anything really. It was just a really good fright. Once people start saying, "Oh, you got to see it," and then this happens, and you saw that clip. Yeah, a few times. No, you don't need to know what's happening. Do you? It's just it's just a building atmosphere, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was just a bit of improv in the woods, really. I just like two guys doing podcasts really in the woods. I don't really want to talk about it in the woods. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then talking of uh, um, uh, police crime tape and uh, speeding around my house, there's also saying there was a good atmosphere in London despite the state of the world. But I've got to tell you, it was a, it was a huge protest in the streets of London yesterday. And uh, was there a big fire in Chinatown as well last night? Was there a fire? I don't know about that. I yeah, just know that there was a. a uh, when I was in uh, on Oxford Street, there was a Black Lives Matter march. Right. Uh, and quite right too on Oxford Street. Mm. And. Uh, and then, yeah, this, yesterday and this morning, to be fair, the kids loved it. Um, there's a car crashed into the lamppost right outside the primary school gate. I mean, wow. right outside. And no one's wow. moved it, so it's just this crashed car. What, it was that, that's a was bit that, days, isn't it? It's a bit was Mad that, Max. Was that a sort of anxious parents kind of school run? <laughs> We're late, darling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should travel separately in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Smash! Get out! Get out! You'll make first period. Roll to the curb. <laughs> yeah. Friends, slow down. Friends, even stop. Did you get that film quote? I missed that one. Friends, slow down. Friends, even stop. It's Jason Robarts oh, okay. in their parenthood when uh, Tom Hulse is rolled to the curb <laughs> by the gangsters he owes money to. Great days. I actually saw his parenthood, the one where he's got about six kids. Yeah. Steve Martin. Yeah. I actually saw 
10 minutes of that just as a kind of circular point of reference once when when I was under the influence of LSD. Oh, um, now, now it comes out. Years and years and years ago, in my previous life, when I did that kind of thing, before I'd discovered the consciousness-altering properties of a good run through the woods. Yeah. And I saw 10 minutes of it, and it, I'm sure that kicked me off into having kids a bit earlier. Because <laughs> it was so moving. It was a close-up of Steve Martin's face as his, as his wife had a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because of what happens when you're doing that kind of thing, it, the scenes seem to last for about three hours. Yeah, yeah. But you were disappointed when your kids were born and they were just... And it was so moving. <laughs> <laughs> I thought one of them was going to get a sandwich crap. I, all I'm saying is <laughs> I had a very emotional experience watching that film. Yeah. That kicked me into the idea of having this. Like we always get lost kids. to the woods. Yeah. So we're coming up through Queenswood again in the opposite direction. But do you remember being here when there was no leaves on any of these trees? Here we are. And now it's almost autumn again. I just wish it went on forever. It's isn't it, really? (laughs) (laughs) No, apparently it's great. It's a really good film. Um, Diane Weist is a sister. Yeah, she's great. Doesn't want to be a grandma. (laughs) I hung on to... I was at Woodstock, for Christ's sake. I can't run to the Who's <laughs> helicopter as it flew away. <laughs> and then the new boyfriend says, I was at Woodstock. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought I recognised your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Keanu Reeves explaining about having a bad dad. Poor Keanu Reeves, he gets a bad... He gets a bad press, doesn't he's he? Great. He's great when he's well cast. Truly, they'll help... I watched Go on, Watchmen again at the weekend. I don't think I've seen that film. It's good. What is it? It's uh, from the Alan Moore graphic novel. It's never going to be a big hit because it's too... See, I don't watch fantasy stuff. No, there's two. There's no famous people in it, and it's uh, 18. It's really violent right. and rude. Here we go. Let's go. And, uh, but it's about superheroes. So, you know, you've lost a lot of grown-ups there. There's no famous people in it. There's no famous superheroes in it. So it's never going to be... An, 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 equally, it's an adaptation of a beloved graphic novel. So the fans of it are always going to hate it for all the stuff they had to cut out. Yeah, because yeah, it can never be, no, it can't be as good and funky and as acute as the original. Yeah, and it can't just not that long. So it's, just letting, it's letting down everyone before it's even made. That's right, it was a waste of time. <laughs> um... It's really good though. Yeah. And actually, in this case, another reason they couldn't include everything, and this is true, this is not just my opinion, <laughs> another reason they couldn't include everything in the graphic novels, it's just too depressing. There was a huge metaphorical Careful. subplot that um, they filmed, as a, I think as an animation within the live action, and they, uh, they just didn't include it because it was so... Demoralised. So bleak, right. But it is bleak. I mean, that's the story. What, what is it is, the, is, what is it's the story? A, it posits an alternative 1980s where we're on the brink of Cold War um, nuclear Armageddon. Right. Um, and America's uh, uh, power, the, America basically kind of won the Vietnam War. Yeah. And uh, Nixon is still president. So he didn't fly off in the helicopter. That's right. And they did it because of the support of the godlike Dr. Manhattan, who's a superhero. In the superhero world, he's like Superman, except he's a bloke from, like, you know, Los Alamos, who, during nuclear testing, 
and accidentally gave himself powers beyond physics. <laughs> so he goes and sort of wanders like godlike across Asia and beats, wins uh, the Vietnam War for America. Well, on, essentially on his own kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But he's like a, you know, he's a, a weapon of mass destruction. And uh, so you've got this gang of superheroes who are a bit like real superheroes. So there's a guy called Nighthawk who's like an owl, but he's a bit like Batman. And then it's, it's just a real discussion of what the morality of superhero would be in real life, the responsibility of having godlike powers and how it will work. And ultimately, how the only way in this worldview to fix things is, is compromise. You know, it's, it's, it's unrelentingly bleak. <laughs> and so like what it would really mean to be as another character called uh, Rorschach, who's like a complete, I don't know what real character he'd be like, but he's, he's a complete blank. Right. You know, he's got this mask which constantly mutates like a Rorschach test. Right, okay. And, he, and the rest of the time, he's like a, kind of like a private eye. He's got a little hat and his little overcoat. And he's completely, you know, he works alone. He's outside the law. And he takes no prisoners. He either takes, well, he takes some people to prison. It's a bit like us. He, he kills a lot of people. Yeah. And it's just morally, he never compromises. He lives without compromise. But it's a discussion of what that would actually mean. Jeremy Corbyn. I mean, this guy's basically a psychopath tramp. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and that's not ideal. Anyway, I enjoyed it a lot. It sounds good. Yeah. I suppose the news we've got to superheroes now, people like Serena Williams. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's incredible, isn't she? Well, we were saying the other day, I was talking she's to a friend online awesome. about the casting of... Uh, they're annoyed with uh, the casting of Wonder Woman in, in Batman versus Superman recently. Because these days, men in films... You know, look like He-Man toys. And then Wonder Woman came along. She looks like a supermodel. She cast Serena Williams. She looks she like should she be, could yeah, actually... That kind of the strength she of it, just, yeah. that, that is what a, any, a totally unbeatable athlete looks like. She's incredible, isn't she? Yeah. She's so strong. We're back on the track. Don't go, you're running next to me, so I don't feel too small about us going along this... Back on the uh, 100 metres track. It's really nice, this. There we go. My boy's on the track. And uh, look at those trees over there. It's going to rain. Theoretically, when all so. the leaves are turned back like that, they're is basically... That, is that what it means? ...protecting themselves from heavy rain later on. Quite Constable-esque, isn't it? Got a jack in me, eh, Wayne? I've seen... Uh, I've seen Serena play tennis. In real life? Yeah. Oh, I I've seen her on centre court. And, uh, she's so... It's the way she controls the game when she's not playing, the way she strolls around between points, the way she yeah, yeah. psychologically dominates oh, in everything yeah, yeah. she does. Whoever's playing her, whoever it is, they're out there playing Serena, aren't they? They're the other she's on. She's on Serena time, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she really owns the whole whole thing. What's funny is then, then you see her being interviewed and she's such a softie. She's like, I had such oh my a God, wonderful you know. time. Yeah. You really want to kind I of say, Disney. I dominate. <laughs> yeah. Basically, she should rise to gigantic size, be completely blue and uh, and completely win all, all wars for America. She, what she's uh, managed to achieve, given her circumstances. Can we going out in front of this van? Yeah, that's right. But that's also why I like... Uh, Ronaldo, yeah, he's what he's done with his body. He's kind of superhero esque, right? Really poor background. Left his family early doors to get to move to you know for his for his coaching and football. Yeah, oh, co- complete sacrifice. Yeah, and he kind of he's sort of worked out a way of jumping in the air and sort of staying there for longer than everyone else. Yeah, for headers. I mean, that, that is quite superhero. Defies gravity. Yeah. <laughs> 
I wish I could come up with a flying trick yesterday. A number of little kids asking me if I could fly. I kind yeah. of... Yeah I, can, you should, yeah, I can fly. I just choose not to. Yeah, I said that a few yeah, times. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Yeah. I don't like to show off or yeah. <laughs> only when I'm working. <laughs> but I had this daydream where there's a couple of the parents that are growing up at the party who are standing by this flower bit in the hedge. And I thought if I'd trained up... I could have snuck a trampette into the car and just got it on the other side of there. At some point, wandered off, sneaking back and just, just flying over the hedge. Yeah. From that, you know, just, yeah. just a few feet in it. Something to keep in mind for future parties. Yeah. yeah, if you're listening to this, don't tell anyone I might try the trampette trick. We're going uphill now. We're going uphill. New places, new hills. It's just because the, because the path got shut. Yeah, it's great that it changed things up. It's nice to see this house over here. Look, I watched Psycho the other day. Nah, man. Looking for shadowy oh, figures on the top, top floor. <laughs> so George had his first full day working at uh, Specsavers. Oh, I should have got to Specsavers. Well, he, he did. He got the job. It was hilarious. Yeah. Before, he was like, he was really moaning because they'd given him this job. And he'd like, they're giving him loads of shifts as well. Yeah. Which I thought would be to his advantage. But he's only getting paid 4 50 an hour. Yeah. And the reason why is because halfway through the interview, the bloke asked him how much he was wanting to get paid. And, and my son, George, who's a lovely human being, but apparently I'll, not I'll, a business graduate. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's Dragon's Den material. <laughs> he, uh, he said, oh, anything over £4 an hour. So the, <laughs> what so does he think it is? So the bloke gave him 4 50 It's only 4 50 I said, listen, whatever you save this summer, by the end I'll add a quarter to it. Because yeah, yeah. I want to try and encourage him to save. I thought you say, whatever you save this summer. I'm having it. Remember to ask <laughs> for enough money when you go for jobs. Yeah, yeah, the next job interview, you have a, have, a, have a figure in mind. You know, If you'd yeah, have said yeah. six quid, he might have got five fifty, whatever. Yeah. But... He was really moaning. Yeah. He went out the night before with his mates. Like, and then he went to work in his suit. Came back. And he, really, he just really enjoyed it. Oh. He was just like, oh, excellent. Oh, it's great. Everyone just, everyone just like slags off the bus and messes about. <laughs> That's what work is, mate. Oh. It's like... Lessons he's, learned. He's learning about life. Just, I wanted him to get a... A boring, bad job, so that he knows what it's like to have to do that, so to work fair, hard, so we can get a good job. This is he's getting all this from you as an opinion, but you've never had a proper job. Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. I worked full time at Harrods. When was that? When I was about just when I graduated. Yeah. About a year, not not long, about a year and a half. But I did. I know what it's like to get up and yeah, yeah. get work. But it's obviously a long time ago. Yeah, and also, and I worked, I, and I had I had jobs when I was a kid, like that. Yeah, like how much do you get paid to work in that garage? 75p an hour. <laughs> Great wages. But I mean, I'm, I'm teasing you saying you've never had a proper job, but there's that thing of, ultimately, when does that gear shift come? And I say when, I really can't know because of what I've done in my life, where instead of it being a rubbish thing, you get up in the morning and put a suit on and go and do, it becomes something that you're, oh, thank you, thank you, inspired Cheers. to do well. And, you know, not necessarily enjoy, but... I don't know, fight it's okay. for and get paid well for and so maybe feel empowered by or whatever. When does that happen? I know, it's interesting. I mean, if ever. I just want him to get into the idea of working for money. Yeah. Just a work ethic, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
And then at some stage, he'll do, he'll do what he For wants. For tiny amounts of money. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just get used to being exploited. <laughs> so, I was at a comedy club, a North London comedy club, on Saturday night. Friday and Saturday night. Yeah. There's nice audiences. Nice comedians. Nice staff. People running the show were nice. But the club, it was a bit shonky. What the, what the punters? Well, no, the people were lovely. It was the building. And just feels like, over time, it's, you know, it's not very well looked after. They've had a lot of trouble making it do good sound. Right. Which is irritating for me, because... Oh, you're talking about on the lock there? Uh, that's the place. Yeah. And uh, sound was very bad. And, uh, and they couldn't work it. You know, it was like, oh, yeah, try this. Or going to need a battery and plug that into that. It's like, this is a that's no good. big, powerful sound system that sat here for 20 years. It'd be great if A, it worked, and B, someone who worked it to could work, work it. it. Yeah. But they were nice. Oh, you want something to eat? The other, the compere was tucking into a nice salad. He said, oh, there's halloumi on that. And do you know what else was in that salad? Chicken. A cockroach. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it Settle hopped down off. to your pre-meal cockroach. That's right, and it hopped Pre-gig. off onto the side oh. in the dressing room to join... <laughs> It's friends. We oh. saw at least three. You know. I'm sorry, that is... That's, that's not good enough, is it? It's not right. Come on. You know, this you is see, show business. We don't want to be eating going, cockroach salad before right, There's hundred hundred people out there to watch the show all sucking into their dinner and you're thinking, oh! Are they having cockroach? Oh, my God. So, that's not good. No, it's not good. And also, this it's is a club which... It's been there... You know, I've been going there for... Well, probably more than 15 years. Going there, doing the five minutes, and then doing the ten minutes, then getting the sets, and then yep. going with it when it doing changes training, promoters. Eating the cockroaches. And, uh, I just thought, I can't. That's not good enough, you know. You get to a point where you don't have to deal with... Well, no one should have to deal with all that rubbish, should they? But when you're a certain length of tooth, you just think, yeah, no, I'm not It gets to be too much, yeah. That's right. I've been, I've been to... Uh, I've obviously gigged there loads. It was that... Uh, do you, do you remember when old Scoobs used to run the door? <laughs> uh, maybe. Scooby. Scooby. He was a great character. Yeah. Camden used to run the door. It used to... It just had mad tales about going to, like, you know, dog fights and car parks. And yeah, stuff. yeah. He was just a complete mentalist, you know. I think it always just started to really run Really tough. I am... Uh, I think it took me a long time to realise how rough it was there. Yeah, it's really just rough. That, I was in there one night when someone from the audience got up and punched a comedian in the throat. <laughs> That's almost worse than punching them in the face, isn't it? I know. And it was punching also, the watching the show carefully, it was so unfair because... He was having a decent gig. Uh, well, it wasn't him. The, 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 the woman, it was a woman. Right. And she was upset. She was with a table of people and she was, as is so often the case when someone gets upset at a gig, there's someone who's going to be upset at a gig. Yes. And uh, They arrive with that notion. Yeah. I think the compound, I remember the compound, I can't remember the compound having much impact either way on the whole situation. But then the first act was kind of uh, unexaminedly misogynist. Right. This happens in comedy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a comedy trope it's almost. endemic. It? Yeah. Um, but you've got to watch it, you know. You, you, well, I think you should watch it in general, but also, you know, it's like, you know, a sophisticated comedian, whatever they say, even if they say the complete 
the wrong thing or whatever in inverted commas or are not politically correct or they are you've got to mean what you say you've got to get behind it do you know what I mean yes this yeah. guy was just throwing it out there and he didn't know he didn't know he was doing it but he's and he's and it's working fine but it's really annoying this some of the audience yeah he went probably literally went probably off doing a gig somewhere else yeah. the next guy came <laughs> on and he was doing something much more <laughs> um, thought through which was like, like a sarcastic piece about the exploitative nature of women's magazines but he kind of assumed everyone would know what intellectual page he was on but so what he was saying was ultimately sexist but it was ironic so if you're not thinking you just think it was sexist that's right and on top of the first one uh, and if you were still all angry from yes, the first guy yeah, yeah. so this woman comes up and punches this young guy in the throat and uh, that's outrageous. So obviously he was a bit upset by that, and there was security. What, what happened after? So security came up. And well, yeah, t- well, he got taken outside. He kind of finished his set, clutching <laughs> his throat. The next guy was. <laughs> the good thing is the next guy was quite an angry right-on comedian. So the kind of social politics of thing were pretty interesting. But he still. So he started. The punching. gig was decidedly odd, as you can imagine. Yeah. Excuse Sorry. us. Thank you. Hi, mate. Harley. So what did the crowd do when this woman came up and punched the guy in the well, throat? Well. The gig was kind of pretty much ruined to the interval there. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, everyone got by. And then... Uh, Only in stand-up could that just, yeah, just well, be just almost like a run-of-the-mill evening. Just yeah, the fact exactly. that it continued. I mean, if you went to see Hamlet and someone punched Hamlet yeah. in the throat, you probably wouldn't carry on to the interval. But in stand-up, it's like, oh, you know, some people were into it, some weren't, <laughs> some were on her side. So it's just like yeah, yeah. Well, zero well, respect for the act. And then... Uh, um, so at the interval they were chucking this woman out and, uh, and she said no you can't chuck me out and the guy said well I can phone the police and they could do you for assault and she went I'll go, I'll go. so she went <laughs> <laughs> and then all the comedians who were involved except the compere left and all that was left now was me the rest of the audience <laughs> and the rest of this woman's party. Oh, yeah, they're always in a good mood. Ah, well, that was what was going better because I really thought, what's this going to be like? And, uh, and you know what? It was absolutely great. Oh, that's good. Because I got to the mic and I basically went, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, oh, I just got here. Anything interesting happened before the interval? Nice. Oh! Like it, like and then it. I had this, like, the uh, party of the woman who got chucked out. They were completely on that page. They were so... And shocked and embarrassed and ashamed of her. But whenever I did my kind of, oh, what happened face, I could kind of look over to them and there's this whole table of people going, eee! <laughs> surprisingly, great. great moment. That's really But yeah, great. nevertheless, with the throat punching and the cockroaches, I don't think I'm going back. I, I did a gig in Edinburgh the other week and I was, it was that thing where I was on last and the, a couple of people have been thrown off at the front as part of a group. No, this one girl who was part of three girls, yeah. she'd been thrown out. Yeah. She'd just been drunk and chatting and idiotic and obstructive yeah. without realising how obstructive she was being. Yeah, and in that particular gig, it's just physically difficult to deal with trouble at the front tables when it's a small room broken into three areas it's and so security close, yeah. can't get there. So yeah, they're within like four feet of your face, etc. So she got thrown out, but they stayed and sulked. Yeah, they and looked so miserable yeah. throughout the gig. So, so you're on stage and a 
foot in front of you, you've got two of the most miserable-looking people yep. in your life. Yeah. I had to just ignore it and play over. Yeah. Because that thing can really do your head in. No, that's but, happened. But it was just like, it was really hard work. Why not leave? If your mate's been thrown out and you're that yeah, annoyed, exactly. why not just go with her? Well, it's, it's, just, it's just like... They're two symptoms of the same thing, aren't they? It's this person, who, they want their... Oh, those two people. They want their experience to be what happened at the gig. You know, it's like, well, that was out of order and I didn't like it. It's like, well, bad luck because you're in a tiny minority. Yeah, but also, I didn't kick him out. No, exactly. You know, yeah. Here I am, I've come, come in peace to make everyone laugh. I, I had a bothered. similar thing. I said, it's on the same stage the other week and, uh, and uh, there was this guy, there was a couple down the front and the guy was a bit chippy. He'd had a go at the person before me. Right. And then I came on and he said something to me and it wasn't... It was all right. Oh, yeah, then, you know, I could. It was in good part, but I was within my rights as an actor to go, yeah, yeah, shut up now. You know, yeah. in, a, in a kind of jolly way. Yeah. And someone kind of crept through in a crouch and told him to be quiet. More because he was kind of on a kind of three strike situation because right. he for me. And then him and his girlfriend. So angry with me for the whole rest of the set. Right. And there's like, you know, it's you like, can feel it, can't you? Yeah, it's a bit like trying to do a gig with an angry girlfriend's parents sitting in your living room, staring at you. Yeah. Disappointed. It's Knowing not, that they hate you. It's, it, it's, not it's a really weird thing, isn't it? Yeah. And it's up to you to try and ignore it and play through it. Yeah. But it's just, uh, it's just not what you want, is it? No, and there's that great fiction that still goes on. Trying to help you out, mate. People, yeah, trying to help me out. Yeah. And people just saying, oh, it's, you know. Did you like that bit? It's within my rights to, I mean, it's shifted these days. People are much less likely to heckle in a bullish, let's see where this goes way. They're more likely to talk, although quite often it's much more deliberately passive aggressive than they'll admit. So they'll talk loudly to their friends about right. how they don't like you or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and then, so then when you call them on it, they're like, what, nah. what? Why can't I talk? It's, like, it's obvious. Kind of narkiness, it yeah. It messes up the gig. Yeah. And even when it's good, you know, you have a good gig, of course, we've all got the tools to deal with this stuff. So even the worst heckler, you slam them down and slam them down. You get the audience on side. Everyone has a good time in spite of it. What's tiresome is then everyone goes away and says, I enjoyed that in spite of that person. And yeah. they've gone away talking and thinking about that person. Yeah. It's just the most selfish behaviour. It makes me cross. Could have been so much better, couldn't it? The experience. Yeah, exactly. People are going away saying, oh, that was good. It's like, mate, you, can't, you, can't, you, you will never know what this could have been like. That rain, it didn't take. It's There's like a handful of rain. It's completely hell. It's here. What we're basically saying is we're too old to be doing the clubs. <laughs> That's what we're basically saying. Well, I don't have... Uh, too old to be eating cockroaches, well, salads. I mean, when it comes down to it, there just aren't enough... Yeah, big, lovely clubs lovely where rooms, yeah. the kitchens are clean and when someone's <laughs> being troublesome in the audience it's actually big enough and well run of the club that it's literally not our problem yeah. you know that some burly security guard would just spirit the people away and you don't even know they were there well, but um, they're just you can, on an island this big there aren't enough places like that to fill the year they used to do that at, uh, at Camden yeah. The lock there when it was like busy. I mean, I've been lining up to go on stage there. You know, fights, yeah. bouncers grabbing people, smashing them through the doors, <laughs> virtually throwing them in the canal. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
it can make it really exciting. It's funny the way yeah. things can reset as well, that thing of missing things. I did the gig in Tunbridge Wells, of all places, where there was someone down the front. He was really out of it. It was really like, a, like an angry tramp kind of character. Right. And uh, the promoter was it? That's right. Yeah. And there was quite a softy, posh Comic-Con. Very effective, but quite a subtle, intellectual type of act. Right. And uh, this guy's piping up, piping up. Here we go. And he was kind of dealing with it. But then the compere, who also, as far as the audience knew, was quite a easygoing, lefty-ish kind of character, saw the red mist, and he kind of physically threw this. This is a comedian here, not the staff. Right. Physically got this guy from the front row. Threw him out. Grabbed him by his uh, kind of arm and shoulder, and bodily drove him up through the room <laughs> and out the door onto the street. Good for him. Yeah, it was great, but it left everyone in the room... A bit nervous. ...going, ah, like yeah. just been slapped. <laughs> yeah. And what was hilarious is I missed the whole thing. So that fiction I was working up about the throat-punching gig was true. I was in the faraway dressing room talking to my wife. Completely unaware. On the phone, completely unaware. I heard about it in the break, so I knew, but I didn't experience it, you know. And then... I came on, I was like, hey, everyone. And they were like, hi, we're traumatised. <laughs> Please don't throw us out. <laughs> but yeah, Tunbridge was is odd in different ways. I could tell you all about it. Well, that was a really nice gig. Yeah. Nice run. That was a nice run. We've just run. Quite slowly, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah. Hungover yeah. classic. Are you going to run again today? No. You run exactly seven seven miles. Right. Average minute a mile. Yeah, 9.50. So right. nice and slow. That's all right. We'll take it. Nice, slow, chatty. Post hangover. Yeah. If you want to come and see us at a gig and get punched well, in the I'll throat, Well, I'll tell you, I got, yeah, yeah, we can recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> but in all seriousness, if you want to come to the old uh, um, uh, Running Comedy Podcast Festival Classic, then you really should, because uh, i got the um, tickets. It hasn't sold out yet, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, at yeah. King's Place in North London. It's yeah. not the place it's not September, is it? I'm not going to get worried about that. No, so. September the 24th. But book now to avoid disappointment. Come for a run with us beforehand. And then come to the uh, live podcast. And um, come to Twitter, Run Compod on Twitter. Yes, Facebook are on. Listen to the podcast on Acast and see the pictures, but not today maybe because we're both bedraggled. And this was, this was the first I mean, day I, I really don't want to be rude, but you look clammy to me. Yeah, I feel clammy. This was the first day of marathon build-up. Was it? Yeah, oh. it started now. I suppose... July, three months in, this so is I it. So I suppose we start low, do we? We start low. This is it, it started. <laughs> so we're going back to... Uh, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, park run on, on on Saturday. I'll be there. Yeah. So yeah. will I. Wow. PB off. Yeah. We'll let you know how that goes. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. 
Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. With Paul Tolkienson and Rob Deering. Get, 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 get